we make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our co-workers from family members to people we interact with in business every day what about the connections we make to ourselves? today we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives this is things worth considering with hosts gord riddell and alexia georgiusis it's time to consider the possibilities Hello, and welcome once again to Things Worth Considering. We are a weekly talk show, and our emphasis is on connections, how we connect to people, how we connect, hopefully, to ourselves, and also the ones that we miss connecting with. Our guests hopefully will entice you, they'll empower you, and give you things that are worth considering. And tonight, definitely, our uh, our guest will. Pauline O'Hanlon is here with us. I'll tell you about her in a moment. I'm Gordon Riddell. And I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Alexia Georgiusis, and she's a naturopathic doctor. She's really smart, too. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. Thanks, Gordon. Sometimes, yeah, aren't we all? Uh, we are live. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, uh, you can call us toll-free anywhere in North America at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. And the phones are open and operators are standing by. Our guest, this is, I believe, your fourth time, Pauline. It is, Gord. Since I started the show, yeah, yeah, which is great. Oh, cool. uh, again, welcome back. Um, uh, Pauline is a uh, now a retired uh, registered psychotherapist. Uh, she is a spiritual director. She's also a faculty member of the Transformational Arts College, and she's a specialist in teaching manifesting and abundance. Uh, she's even a pro at it in doing it in her own life. Lovely lakefront house, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> I wish we were there. Um, so, Pauline, how did you get interested in the whole area of, you know, sort of helping people manifest? Well, let's start as a, all spiritual journeys. It started with myself uh, about 25 years ago. I uh, lost everything and I went through um, a very dark night of the soul. And I found that being in that place you're at a very low vibrational energy. And when, when that happens, everything tends to come to you that's at a low vibration. I didn't understand all this at the time, but I, I went to Michigan to Marianne Williamson. She was then a minister at uh, Unity Church. And Neil Donald Walsh was speaking. And his book, Conversations with God, was the book that spiraled me into my new spirituality and my way of looking at the world. And I, after reading that book, I went on a spiritual quest and manifestation information became a passion for me. And I started applying it to my own life and I saw the results in it. So what I have done for my own life, I want to do for others too. Cool. You know, you make it a really important point that when we hit that sort of low point, that the vibrational level will be attracting at that. And for some people, they stay there. Yes. Where instead of it being a kickoff place, it's a place that we, we end up living. Well, the problem with it is, is if people get into a victim mode, you're not able to manifest fully to your potential at a victim level because you're in a lower vibration and it, it, unless you ask the question instead of thinking why me why me why me go into what is this trying to teach me 
And how can I get to a different level than, say, you're at depression? How, what is the next level up from that? How do I do that? Right. And that, that, that was the kind of information, like any, any books that came out, I've gravitated to. I actually donate a lot to the college I don't, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I need them anymore, <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, I, I had hundreds of books on this because whatever books came out or whatever, like I went all across America for different um, seminars and different workshops. And right. um, it, it's really, it's really made a big difference in my life because I believe anything's possible. You so know, Pauline, you know, you're... I, I feel like there's a part here too, where, there's there has to be a, a time of grief because some people, I believe, when they lose everything, they don't necessarily have the means to go to lots of workshops or travel. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's that can be regardless. Again, I, I understand, you know, your point about there was something in you, obviously, that believed that there you could move out of this. And, and, you know, whatever that fortitude or whatever it is. But can you describe a little bit about the sort of alchemical aspect of the grief? Because I think it's layered. That's, that's my experience of it. You are entirely right. It is layered. And it's like when you're doing therapy with somebody, you can't say snap out of it now. You know, you have to allow them to have that period of, um, of grief. Um, I didn't have the money to do it either. Okay. That's the funny part. I lost everything. I lost right. both home. I lost everything. I was in debt. Um, my husband let, went into a company and they were crooks and they took everything. We lost our house. We lost everything. So um, I still had my job, but I, I had a load of debt to pay off. And uh, so I didn't have the money. What yes. happened was really weird. Um a neighbor across the road when I was selling my house, I didn't really know her very well. She came across one day and she said to me, I found this thing, an Indian friend of mine gave it to me, and it was a sheet of paper. And this was before transformational arts and before Neil Donald Walsh and everything. And she said, um, it's, it was on manifesting, but I had no idea what it was. And she said, we've been doing it. And we've been getting all these things. I wish I could find the piece of paper now. I don't have it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right? But what I did was I used that sheet of paper. And I ended up manifesting. My children were in Montessori school. And there was no way when uh, we moved that we were moving into my parents' home because I had had no money for anything. And I was separating from my husband. And... uh, they were in Montessori school and I could not afford to keep them there. And the, the children, um, both of them were like, my son was three grade levels ahead. So I knew that going into a regular school system was going to be very difficult for both of them. So it wasn't too bad because my daughter could get into a gifted program because she was in grade five, but very much so for my son. So I started using the principles that were on the sheet of paper, which are the ones I'm going to talk about tonight. I don't have that sheet Hmm. of paper, but I have the information. And I started doing And I had a great faith in God, or the I didn't call it the universe then, or spirit, I called it God. I had great faith in God. And I started doing it, and I started believing it could happen. And I started asking 
that they would be able to stay in the Montessori school, that I would be able to purchase a home, which I had no money to do. All I had left was $25,000 in uh, RSPs. That was it. And the only reason I didn't take that out was because you lost half of it. (laughs) So, right. So, um, so I started doing it. And what happened was um, the Montessori school contacted me and they called me in and they've never done this in the history of since they called me in and they said they were very worried, especially about my son, because they felt that he was the brightest child they had ever had. And they were very worried about him going into a regular school system. And they offered me his tuition for free. Wow. So that was the first thing. And then my daughter got into the gifted program, which is very similar to, um, it's an expanded education. So um, it, it's really how they, everyone should be taught, but whatever. She got into that program in the regular school. So they were both looked after that way. Then about the house, I lost my house. We lost all the money in it. And all of a sudden, I got a call from a friend of mine who is a real estate agent. And she said, you're never going to believe this, but the government has come out with uh, with a program where you're allowed to use $20,000 to put down on a house. And you have to pay it back over 20 years into your RSPs. So that was the amount of money I had. So I was able to buy a house. Now, I wouldn't be able to do it today, obviously, but houses are a lot cheaper then. Like you. (laughs) Yes, yes. But it was also first time buyers. Yes. And I I qualified as a first time. I I qualified as a first time buyer because I lost everything. So I was, and and then what happened was I did manifest the the townhouse development I wanted to get into, but my brother is a developer and he said, don't go in there um, because, you know, your children are going to have to go to high school and you want them to go where there's a gifted program. And so his uh, company was building townhouses in Lauren Park. And that's where I ended up buying my townhouse which has turned out to be a fabulous investment for me because I just sold it to move to where I am here. So it was all done with no money. All the workshops were done with no money. I would put the intention out. Okay, I want to go to Neil Donald's Walt five-day retreat in Ashland. And Mm -hmm. I had no money for it. All of a sudden, I I met a friend who uh, worked in a travel agent. And she said to me, you can pay by the month. I've worked it out with my boss. She's my friend. So <laughs> I would do that. Neil Donald Walsh would have a plan that I wouldn't go on scholarship because I always felt I was earning money and I always felt there were people that were needing it more than I would. So, but he would have plans where you could pay over the year. And my neighbor next door was mesmerized because she, she didn't know how I did all this, but I always got there. If I, and especially if it was leading towards my spiritual development or towards where I was having an expansion of knowledge, it mm-hmm. was always provided for me. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't as if it was coming from saying, you know, I just want to have like four Mercedes in my driveway. And, and not that that's a negative thing, but it's a different intention. And really, it sounds very judgmental as I, as I say this out loud, because it sounds as if I'm judging, and I guess I am on some level. But you're, that's what I'm curious about, is that this aspect of 
manifestation, it, I know that there's a lot out there around, you know, manifesting more in terms of yes. acquiring possessions and and uh, elevated status. And I I sense that that's not what you were intending. No, no, but I did have, I wanted a townhouse. I, I wanted a house and there were material things in there. But I will tell you, you were onto something because that neighbor across the street, like when, when the house that I lost was a beautiful home, like it would be worth probably a bit about 4 million now in today's market. It, it right. wasn't that when I bought it. But, right, right. So they were people that, like, I think the people... Um, her husband was a CEO of some corporation or something. So they weren't people that really needed to manifest uh, a lot of material things, but she did. Her and her sister did go into a lot of material things. And her sister um, wanted all new furniture for her house after manifesting new cars, new this, new that. And what happened was her house went up in fire. Oh, and interesting. Didn't need all new furniture, and they got frightened at that point. Like my neighbor mm. came over and she said, "We're not doing this anymore," and um, it didn't scare me because I wasn't asking in that vein that I wanted all new furniture. I was asking that I wanted a home for my children so that I had a place for them, because as I went out looking, like even then, um, apartments were very expensive. And I'd be right. paying the same in an apartment as I'd be paying on a mortgage at that time. So yeah. Yeah, I was asking for things to provide a home, to provide education for my children. Uh, so, you know, maybe it was the manner in which I did it, but they definitely got scared because of the way that, what happened to them. Yeah, and I, I think that that's a, I'm really um, interested to hear, you know, what you've learned and how you apply it. And and also, you're going to be doing a, um, a session next week, correct? Yes. So Absolutely. I think that it's really important because what I see right now, a lot of in social media is is very much around manifesting more stuff. Yes. And and I do have a lens of judgment, I will admit it. Um, because, I mean, Gordon, I've talked about this around, you know, having more consciousness yes. and developing that deepening. And there's, it's nothing to to be against. Of course, we all want nice things. At least I do. I want nice yes. things. I want a nice home and, you know, money in the bank, partnership, yes. all these all these things, community. But I am curious about this aspect of, you know, where there's an awareness of knowing how am I asking you know, how I, am I asking? Is it authentic, you know? But I also think that um, some of it we have to look at, like money. If we see that money is, if we have in the back of our mind, if our belief is money is evil or money is this or money is that, then the intention around the money is not good. But if we have the intention that money gives us freedom, that money provides freedom. The, the more money I have, the more free I am to help others, the more free I am to travel to where I want to learn, um, to do what I wish. It, it's, mm. it's in that intention. So, I mean, right. I, I'd love to have an Audi. Like, I had an Audi years yes. ago. And yeah, and great love cars, it. lovely cars. And, and yeah. I'd love, my son was laughing about it because I want a red Audi, like the small SUV. And, but 
I mean, I don't want to spend out that kind of money. I'd have to win money or something to get that. But I, if I'm looking at the person beside me on the highway and they have the red Audi and I'm thinking, well, you're a rich bastard or you're this, or you're that, the Audi is never going to come to me. There's right. nothing wrong with wanting the Audi. It's, it's, exactly. It's when, it's when it becomes more important than relationship and connection, I think, mm. is, is what, what the problem is. It's the easy. That new thing is more important to you than another person or a relationship. Mm. That's an excellent um, clarification. Thank you for that. I think that's great. Because you know, if you if you want those other things to come to you, you can't be you you cannot be looking at them as not good, right? That's that's the most important thing, uh, and yeah. that's where belief- it's about coming from the ego. You know, yeah. Yeah. I want that because it'll make me look good. It'll make you know, and you think you'll have all these other benefits, and that's not true. Often you'll be blocked. That, you know, you can keep manifest or trying to manifest all you want. It's just simply not going to happen. If you go into line into, you know, sort of your pathway, that's where you're, you know, going to manifest the easiest, I believe. Absolutely. And we need to manifest a break here because we have two minutes coming up of commercial. We'll be right back. You're listening to things worth considering. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. 
Hi, welcome back. Uh, we're here with Pauline O'Hanlon, and we're talking about uh, manifesting and creating our own reality and all kinds of things. Now, I want to go backwards a little bit here to something that you said, Pauline. It, you know, I, I mean, I'm really glad we have your personal experience, but you started to hit upon what I could hear as a collective experience. And, and I happen to think that we're going through globally a collective experience of an awakening of some sort based on what's the pandemic you know and you were talking about you know just uh that fear uh the victimization uh you know everyone else is making you know it's whether it's public health or politicians who don't belong together uh just my opinion no uh, definitely not definitely not politicizing healthcare is not a good idea um but you know it's kind of like well they'll tell us what's going to happen and people feel very, very out of control in terms of, you know, what would their life look like? A lot of that happens too. that that experience when we talk about dark night of the soul, that, you know, feeling like what's going on, I'm out of touch with everything and, and so on. But rather than individually, it's like a collectiveness is going on. It's global. But I think collectively, um, I see the pandemic as a going inwards um, as a time of reflection, and I think that globally, a lot of people have a ha- have had a really hard time with this. That the introspective mm-hmm. aspects of what they needed, they had to run from, or they had to feel victims of. Instead of um, how can this time benefit my inner growth? How can I reflect on what my life was like before? What do I need to change? I think it was like a stop all, a spiritual stop all for everyone to stop and look at what you're creating. Look at what you're doing to the earth. Look what you're doing to each other. And not everyone was able to look at that shadow side of themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, no, it was about getting back to Norman. Let's get back to where we were. It's like, no, we can't go back there. No, it's easier to distract, right? And it it shows, it reveals that it's, it's, again, going back to the aspect of how we are learning in terms of learning to be wise and better people rather than just sort of sleeping zombies and sheep, you know, and, and, and just not, not, and that takes some work. It takes some, it takes a nice attempt. Courtney. I'm just practicing. It takes, <laughs> exactly. It takes some, some, some work to actually go, Oh, I'm uncomfortable. And I, and I like what you said, Pauline, about turning inwards and, and basically saying a big pause. And it was, it was, I think, um, and it has been challenging for people And this manifestation aspect um, is very interesting to me around, I can see there's been a lot of people waiting, chomping at the bit, and then a lot of pivoting and, and then seeing what's, you know, what do I need to do? Because there's a, a, a tremendous lack of safety. But then you see or feeling of safety. There's, yeah, there's two coins of the phrase here. There's, there's a pendulum. There's the people that are on that end. But then there's the people, there's the people that created websites for for people to be able to get to see doctors there's people right. that that did kindness things that Absolutely. set up a website to help people get groceries there were things set up by children for each other and there was a lot of creativity 
Mm-hmm. So and know, music, I, yes, I, and music I, I, too, I, absolutely, yes, and all of that. So I think that there's two ends. There's there's always the people that are going to fall into the poor me. This is happening to me. There's nothing I can do about it. And then there's the people that are going to say, "Okay, this is here. How can I make this better? How can right. I make this work within my life?" And I think that that's all what's about manifestation. It's 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 all about um, your belief in what you can do and your belief systems. So I saw through the pandemic, the huge discrepancy, like it wasn't just before that it was, you know, you might see some examples, but through the pandemic, it just became honed in that there was this camp and then there was this camp and the camp that manifested even more during the pandemic and looked for ways around things like, like even you Gord with, with, uh, with, with your college, right. You decided, okay, I, I need to reach people. And if they're not coming to me, I'm going to them. Right. <laughs> I was knocking on doors and no, <laughs> exactly. you know, you created your radio show with an extensor. Yeah. You, you created your radio show. You created the online courses and, yeah. And you're always uh, visionary. So you fall into that camp. So okay. I, I think that that has a, a, a huge thing to do with, with manifesting in our life. Um, are we going to be an active participant? Mm-hmm. Are, are very, we very important. Or are we not? Right. Yeah. And or that's a few, though. Yeah, the spectator right? sits on the side and wait to see what's yep. going to happen. You know, that's very fear-driven. You know, it's uh, very fear of, what if I'm wrong? And the same with worry. Like if you are the type in the pandemic, for example, that you're going to worry about what's going to happen, then you're just going to get more to worry about. Whereas if you, if you change your right. mindset into what is it that I want, the clarity mm-hmm. of what you want has to be there. Right, so right. when I'm working with clients, what I would do is I would say, all right, let's write down what you don't want. Because people had a much easier time of what they don't want. And then mm-hmm. we would change that into a clarity statement <clears throat> for, to what they do want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's much easier so, to state sometimes what I don't want. You know, but I, I yeah, think much easier. that our beliefs, though, are just so instrumental. Because I think we have one layer of beliefs, but then we have another, we have a much deeper level. You know, so it's kind of like, well, I'm not really going to get that money or blah, blah, blah. But at a deeper level, the belief is I don't deserve that. That's right. You know, and it's getting down into that core. And that's what I think we have possibilities of doing with the pandemic is, is actually getting at the core of what we believe. That's that real inner self-reflection. Of course, nobody wants to go there. That's what they call the shadow. The shadow is not nearly as scary as people think it is. You know, it's uh, there's some really cool stuff in there, too. You know, very creative stuff. Um, but it's that root, that root uh, 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 core beliefs. That's, I think, what we really need to get at. But sometimes a person doesn't know what they are. They don't know what their paradigms are really deep down. And it's getting to that subconscious level to be able to know. So if somebody is having things in their life, whatever area of their life, usually the areas that you'd go to a psychic for, um, say your health, if there's something with your health, looking into your belief system about health, 
why is this not manifesting for me? Why is, why is this not ha- happening? What are my belief systems about this? The same with money. What are my belief systems? I remember I, I went to a workshop once and I was gobsmacked because um, a belief system that I didn't even realize I had came up through the work we did in that workshop. And what my belief system was, and it was prevalent throughout my family, that only the men made big dollars. Uh. And if you had talked to me at any time in my life, you would never think I had that. And I realized, I realized that my daughter had it too. My daughter went into nonprofit. My son's in finance. <laughs> like, Very interesting. You know, interesting. And, and I noticed through the other grandchildren, the same thing. All the men in the families are multimillionaires. Hmm. And all the women are not. <laughs> so, um, I, I when I when that came up to me, I thought, oh my God, I would never have thought. And then I thought, and that's been passed on um, and not said. So it was passed on through generationally, but not said. And sure, my sure. has it too. You know, so y- you have to really look at the belief systems and you have to look at what's hidden. You have so, to right. go deep. So- Yes, and 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 going back to the that's where they think the power of the sh- shadow. So how can people go deep? Because I think that a lot of it is also people will do the the work, at least that I've witnessed too. And it's a sense of okay, it's there. I'm aware of this, and then there's you know an, an impatience or going. I don't understand why it's not happening when you know, I'm very clear on the intention or I have a sense of the vibration that I feel. And so then what? Like, what would then you say have, then? Then they have to go to those belief systems. They have to look beyond them. Um, one exercise that that I do um, in um, transformational arts when I'm working with the um, students that are training to be psychotherapists is um, I have them look at their myths on a timeline. So from your childhood onward, what are key moments in in your life, good and Mm. bad? And so, for example, say you looked at, um, you had a bad experience in grade four that taught you... um, that uh, you weren't very smart. So even though you get A's or whatever going forward, you have that belief, but you don't really know you're still carrying it. By looking at these major things that happened in your life, you go deeper into, okay, what, what memory is coming up for me with, that, with whatever belief I created from this experience? The same with your first love. If you've had a great experience, then you have a great experience of love. But if you didn't have a great experience, what what paradigms have come up for you? And it's looking at the paradigms and bringing them into consciousness. Okay. And then when you're bringing them into consciousness, is that the part where you release it and the let yes. going or to shift the shift and, and, in, and somehow install a new belief. I know Bruce Lipton talks about this and, and um, um, I can't remember the other guy, Joe Dispenza around mindset and, and hypnosis, but can people do this without having to have hypnosis? They tend, yes, they tend to do it when they get the aha moment. Um, I'll explain. Mm. I, I, I had a client who came from a very wealthy family 
And but she had an attitude that she was more spiritual than the rest of the family because she she drove a regular Jeep where the rest of them all had BMWs. And so she she had um, an opinion about wealth and she had made up a huge chart about what she wanted in a soulmate. And she got everything on her chart, but she didn't realize that although she had this judgment about the wealth in her family, she actually liked being with her family. They were fun. But her partner, because she had this hidden belief of a disdain for the wealth, her partner came from and not that background. And he had huge problems because like this was a family who would take the whole family to, to um, anywhere in the world and right, everyone right. would be paid for and whatever. And he had a huge problem with that. So his in, in interaction with her family was not good. And it wasn't until we worked out all of this and we were able to, to get her to, I was able to get her to, to see that she never really put on her list that, that her partner would be close with her family because she held this disdain that she really wasn't aware of, yet the family was um, funding her and everything. So, But when she became aware of it, She's now a naturopathic doctor, by the way. <laughs> but oh, uh, really? She did all Great. the she did all the courses at uh, TAC. Okay. And uh, she, her, and her partner with her family are having a great life together. Hmm. So it's the aha moment of realizing it. I believe that's when the release comes. Mm-hmm. When you okay. bring it up to the conscious, and you're ready to let it go. Like she, she was. Mm willing to do the work around um, her humility in recognizing that she had a judgment and it wasn't fair. I'm curious. Did she stay with the same partner? Yes. Oh, yes. interesting. Oh, cool. Yes. I think, I think the other point uh, that I see here is that we attract at the level of those deep beliefs. Absolutely. Gorgeous. So we can be very confused as to why is this happening? Why am I getting this? Why, you know, and it's because there's still a belief that's sitting there that's attracting at that level. Yes. So her disdain of wealth would then, of course, attract someone who would also have a disdain of, of, of wealth, you know, yeah. uh, that would offset it. And she's scratching her head going, I don't understand, <laughs> you know, what all this conflict is between this person and, and, the, and, the, and other, the, other, the other thing too, Gord, was she could she was never successful in anything she did till she got rid of this belief. Right. Money could not come to her. Interesting. At yeah. all. Yeah. Until she got rid of that belief system. And it was after and then how- rid of it, her her um ability to manifest increased. I, I think so that, how do you know oh. if the belief is has shifted? How do, is it just that it shows up now differently or is it a well, feeling, a felt sense as well? It, it's a felt sense and it's a feeling of knowing at your deepest level, this is the truth. Right. And but, I think it's other people that reflect that back to us. Yes. It's our relationships. It's our connections. It, it is. And your it's connections also, will begin to change. It's also an acceptance of yourself that I didn't see this and I'm willing to see it. Mm-hmm. It's why perception is everything, right? And why people see things differently because our perception of things 
are based on our beliefs. Right, which is totally based on how we're raised and what society and what, you know, what what uh, country and culture. And there's so many variables. Of course, there's going to be this, you know, so many, so many ways of perceiving the world. And I think it's so hard to be objective about ourselves. I think if you go to TAC and if you take um, the, <laughs> yes. the course the there, you, you, do, you don't have a choice in that. It comes off. <laughs> they're designed automatically to do it. Um, It'll come because, up. Because uh, I'm just speaking for myself. In a gentle way. In a gentle way. Oh, in a fabulous good. way. Yeah, in a fabulous yeah. way. In a very good way. It's not like let's rip your heart out, you know, and, never, and have right. everybody comment on it. It's no. never. It's very respectful and it's no. very gentle. It's it's a yeah. wonderful, wonderful way. It's a wonderful way for self growth, and um, it's never done in in uh, no in disrespect. It's only done in a way, and it's only when you're ready for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only when you're ready for it. Nothing is ever. It's the same in therapy. You can help a person come there, but they have to get to that realization themselves. And this this girl, through the work on the manifesting that we were doing, a lot of introspection is needed. Right, right. You know, I think, too, uh, there's an important point that you you make, I know, in your work, and that is is that uh, there's so much dwelling on what we don't have. And again, if we stay with what we've just said already tonight, that, you know, that's what we'll be keep attracting because that's where our energy is. Our energy is focused on what I don't have. And that's what I'm going to keep manifesting. That's right. right. So what I need to do right now, again, is I need to manifest some commercials. We'll be back in two minutes. We're here with Pauline O'Hanlon. Things worth considering. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. 
Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Welcome back. Uh, we're here with Pauline O'Hanlon. And so we've been talking about sort of the beliefs and deep core beliefs. Um, I think we have to also don't, you know, I think I think we do is include somehow our feelings and emotions around what it is that we're actually wanting to attract or manifest into our life. Do you agree? Yes. Yes? Absolutely. Um, you can't you can't manifest anything into form without feeling it. Your feelings have to be at the same vibrational level of what you want. And in fact, um, the secret, this is where the secret, the um, uh, Rhonda Burns, this is where that yes. went wrong. Um, mm, because they yeah. left, they left out you. that part um, because that was the part that uh, Jerry and Esther Hicks was supposed to do. But they felt that bringing in um, uh, uh an extended master was not what they wanted to do. They wanted to make their book more commercialized. So Jerry and Esther Hicks have a whole list of emotional guidance where you have a guidance scale where at the bottom would be depression and at the top would be joy. And there's all a scale in between. So you have to see where you are, first of all, on that emotional scale. And if you're at the lower end of the scale, it's going to be very harder, uh, sorry, much harder to manifest. You, It's much easier to manifest when you're at the higher end of the scale, the higher octave emotions like hope, like joy, uh, love. Um, we're not going to manifest from fear. So right. we have we'll to manifest more fear. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we have to we have to be at, an, at a vibrational match in our emotions. So um, I would say to somebody, okay, I want you to think you are on a stage and you're being recorded as a film. And I want you to act the way you would be if you were receiving what you wanted. So I want you to feel it. I want you to sense it. I want you to touch it. I want you to use all your senses and then use that to bring it into your life. And right. only by doing that can, can, you, can you manifest. No, I agree. I agree. Like, yeah, you want to smell it, taste it, hear it, feel it, you know, everything. Uh, if you're on, you want a sailboat, then feel yourself on that sailboat and the wind blowing and your hair's going all over the place. And, you know, uh, you know it's just that whole sensory experience. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's almost like a rehearsal. In, in some ways, but it's also what gives us that, you know, uh, that attraction. Um, yeah. You know, when people people say, well, you know, I'm putting it out there, but, you know, if it happens, it happens. You know what? There's no emotional attachment in some ways. Uh, it's a defense. It's a defense to not getting, which means they're not at that basic belief level that says, I, I don't get it anyways. You know? I, I, uh, I went with a friend who... Uh, was in a very bad way financially to look for an apartment. 
And this was before they went crazy. Um, and we started looking. She had uh, about $1,200 a month to, to pay. And we went looking and all we were seeing were dumps. It was terrible. And I said, you know, I know better than this. So we're going, um, uh, I forget the name of the restaurant, but it was one that had crayons and, and uh, oh, right. you write, yeah, you could write on yeah, the yeah. So um, I said, we're going there. So we went and we wrote out what she wanted in an apartment. And then the, I said, tomorrow, we're going to put this intention out and we're looking for this. And, and uh, now you have to remember, she had bad credit as well. So we went and we looked at an apartment the next day. It had everything that was on the list that she wanted. She wanted something that didn't look like an apartment. So it had different shapes within, within the apartment. She wanted something that looked over um, a, a park or some greenery. She wanted something that was in uh, just outside in Etopico. And um, we... Uh, and was, of course, under $1,200 and wasn't going to need a guarantor. And she did have a guarantor in case she needed one, but she was hoping not to use it. And we put the intention out and we went and we saw a place and it was exactly everything. And the guy said he'd have to talk to the owner of the building and he would get back to her. So what we did was we then drove around to the park that it backed on, it, it faced her balcony would face onto. We sat in the park at the bench and we looked up at the eighth floor and we looked at um, her apartment and we saw it as her apartment and her things on the balcony. We saw, we walked into the building as if we were walking in and uh, went up to the eighth floor. We got in, somebody let us in and we got in and we took the elevator up to the eighth floor to where the apartment was. We went and we did shopping in uh, grocery shopping in where she would grocery shop. We went and we bought our wine in the liquor store and we acted as if she was already there. And it was no surprise. She got back that they were going to accept her and she didn't need a guarantor. Wow. She had gone bankrupt. So, you know, like... Yeah, it's that's amazing. first choice. It's a well, what you can put out. And it's, it's wonderful, Pauline, too, that, that, you know, you were doing this with her. So I think that that's also really important around community. And I found that this in the pandemic is so important to have community and, and like-hearted people that are, that are coming together to be able to support each other and not, you know, not, not just spew out more fear. Yes. But, you know, that focus, it goes back to, you know, what you were saying around also mm -hmm. being able to be, be very clear and focused on what you want. But, you know, there's something Ram Das says, and he says, be invested, but not attached. Yes. Right. And I think that's really beautiful. I always think about that, you know, in terms of, okay, you can still be excited that you want something, but know that you don't have to have it. You don't need it per se. And also, it doesn't have to be that exactly. Mm -hmm. So what I always add in is this or something better. Right, right. This or something better, because the universe knows way more than me that what's, what's best for me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What's best for me. Yeah. This or something best or better. You know, there's another piece, too, that, you know, uh, you know, just in terms of connections and so on, that when you have a vision that you're moving towards, 
it's, it's don't share it with everybody. My grandmother taught me this when yes. I was growing up. You know, the more people you tell, it's like it, it takes energy away from the energy that you're holding. Yes. Because not everybody wants the best for us. Sadly. They may appear Sadly. to. Right. They may then turn around and, you know, poo-poo it, you know, criticize it or, or tell other people. And it just slowly begins to diffuse its energy. Hold it. Keep it tight. Tell only those couple of, you know, guarded or people that you know are on your side. They're on your team and they're manifesting with you, you know, kind of thing uh, collectively. But don't don't tell everybody. The, the other thing about that, Gord, is, is that it's not even that somebody doesn't want the best for you, but they may have their own limited beliefs and your vision may be too big for them. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Where, they, where they think that, oh, like I used to be called Pollyanna by my brother. I still am. I'm a Pollyanna by my, from my brother. <laughs> ah, interesting. And I, live, and I live in a dream world. I call you Duchess. I know. I like you better. <laughs> But Pauline, that's interesting. So there's like a, a, a stigma to that. And you've been able to, it sounds like you just, it doesn't really, it's like water off a duck's back. It took, it took me going to TAC for that. I know I'm, I'm saying this a lot, but it's really in my heart. That's okay. It's good. It, it took me going to TAC to realize that I really like who I am. And mm. um, yes, I may be a Pollyanna, but um, you know, I, I like, I'll give you an example of that. Like when my children were going to university, I'd put enough money aside for to pay for the university, but not for to be living out, like to, yeah. to go in residence. And um, my brother, one of them, the other one's a banker. He came over and he said to my daughter, when she was the first one to go, um, you know, you live in Lauren Park and a lot of your friends are wealthy. Your mother's not. So you have to be realistic and you have to realize that you you live uh, very close to U of T Arendale, and you can just go there. And it's a very good school, and that's the way it will be. And I said, well, I don't really believe that's the way it will be. I said, um, I want them to put out what they want, and um, I will pray about that. And he goes, he said, your mother's a Pollyanna. She, you know that that's not going to be the way the world works. You have to pay for things. So that was fine. And then what happened was I did do my praying and my intending as if they could already choose wherever they wanted to go, both of them. And just before my daughter had to decide where she was going, my ex-husband called me and he said, you're not going to believe this, but I've got a job in Germany. I've been trying for six years ago, I applied to them. They never answered me. And now they've answered me. And with that job, um, I get uh, $10,000 per year up to age 25 for the children towards education. Nice, nice. So all of a sudden, they had enough money and they were able to go wherever they wanted. But mm -hmm. it's my my belief and my way of praying, my way of doing intent, uh, Greg Braden talks about this, is to, to uh, speak as if it's already done. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say my children already have the choice of going wherever they wish for university. Right. And don't assume where it's going to come from. Right. Yes. If you're looking to the north, because you think it's going to come from the north, 
it could be sneaking in through the south door, you know, uh, is we have to be open to that which we're seeking, you know, where it's going to come from. Don't make assumptions about anything. Well, I remember saying to a friend of mine, her son uh, had gone through teacher's college and it was a terrible time where there were no jobs. Right. And But we have connections because I taught in the school board. She, she did too. And she said, I'm going to pray. She's a very devout Christian. I'm going to pray that my son gets a short-term job, somebody pregnant or somebody leaving sick or whatever. And I said to her, is your God very limited? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, can your God only give you give your son a short-term job? Like, is that, <laughs> yeah. is that the biggest he can do? Short-term God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said, no, I don't see God as limited. And I said, so why don't you just ask for a full-time job? That he already has a full-time job. Yeah. And then leave it to the universe to see how that comes about. So she, she did. She trusts me. So she did. She, she prayed like that. And um, her son went in and taught a summer school class. And there's a kid in the class that kept saying, my father can help you. And he just thought, oh, you know how kids are. They say these things, high school. And on the last day of the class, the father came in and he said, you know, my son came to do English in summer school. He didn't want to come. And after being in your class for a few days, he he wanted to come. So he said, I don't think you know who I am, but I'm a superintendent of schools and I'm going to hire you for a high school in my schools. And he got a full time job. So I don't think that there's anything like the Course in Miracles also talks about that there's no sizes in miracles. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, Pauline, unfortunately, I have to bring you to an end. There's oh, one more thing I'm going to throw in, though. <laughs> what a great, what before a great I end. tell you. Yeah, yeah and, and that is I want people who are listening to look around where you are and be grateful for what you have instead of focus on what you don't. You know, that gratitude is enormous in all of this. You know, it really is. Now, if you want to do a fabulous workshop is next uh, Wednesday, August 25th, is all about manifesting your best life with Pauline O'Hanlon. It's going to be at the Transformational Arts College. She is going to be live and in person and masked, um, (laughs) at least the lower part of her face. Uh, But uh, yeah, that's going to be, you can... uh, 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 enroll, register at transformationalarts.ca and you'll be able to do everything online. Uh, it's a great workshop. Uh, I will even be in the building. Uh, so it'll be a great evening. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, we really appreciate it and we're grateful to you. So manifest the best. Everyone have a great week and stay healthy. Thank you, Pauline. Good night, everyone. For tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 